Welcome to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Chris Schaefer, and I'm here to talk about Google Ads. I do it every week, and this week is no different. But it is a little different, actually, because we're starting a whole new thing on the podcast. This is actually a big turning point for me. I'm going to get more into it and tell you guys about how I am starting a whole new thing. And I think you're going to absolutely love it. Before we get into it, I want to tell you about optio.com slash PSP. They are the long running sponsors of the show and they have changed so many people's campaigns for the better. It's crazy. Okay. This account, if you have not tried it, this account management tool is designed specifically for Google ads. They are constantly innovating new ways to help you get more done in Google ads. So whether you're managing a bunch of accounts or one account, it scales to your needs and basically looks over your shoulder and says, Hey, did you notice this keyword? Did you notice that this is happening here? How about this metric? Did you consider this option instead of this option? It's an amazing tool that provides actually truly smart recommendations that can help you pick up the account from zero to a hundred. I mean, it, it helps dramatically. And when I say they're innovating, I mean, it. they're making changes all the time. Recently, they started adding uh, a new feature that they announced having to do with adding negative keywords across multiple destinations. So you, just, you, can, you can now classify search terms. You can add ingram negatives and add industry negatives to your campaigns. These are the kind of shortcut smart moves that can help you get more done. So if you're wanting to scale up your Google ads management, this is the tool. Again, the link is optio.com slash PSP. Link is in the description. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash PSP. Okay, so here's the announcement. Here's the announcement. I am writing a book. I've never written a book before. And this book is very different than anything that I've ever heard of, but... Essentially, I am writing a book, but I'm going to do it through the podcast. So you don't, there's nothing to buy. There's no pre-order. I'm not going to pitch something to you and say, okay, order my book because it's coming out in two weeks. That's not it. I'm writing a book. And if you're subscribed here, if you stay subscribed for the long foreseeable future, I am going to unpack what I'm calling the principles of Google Ads. I am going to go through some of the things that make management of Google Ads difficult for people because they don't understand some of the basic principles about Google Ads. I'm not talking about what a keyword does or things like that. That's that's more about what I used to get into all the time in Metric of the Week. Metric of the Week is now going to be merged into this big complex discussion that's going to take weeks and weeks, months, maybe years to go through. As long as I still have something important to say that needs to be said, and I'm, I'm educating people about how to do Google Ads, I'm going to keep going on 
the principles of Google Ads. And I'm starting with the principles of Google Ads. Number one, as titled in the podcast, strategic relevance. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into what that is. I'm going to go into it. And the only thing that's really changing is I'm doing away with metric of the week because a lot of the things that I'm going to be talking about in these principles of Google Ads are going to be encompassing metrics and discussing them. I've gone through a lot of really important metrics over the past several weeks and months. They're all there. They're still relevant. But I want to try and change the tone. I want to try and bring up the level of education that's happening here. And one of the big things that people say to me when they reach out to me for management or coaching or whatever they want, they say, Chris, I love the podcast. You know, I recently discovered it. Where do I start? What, what, what episode covers this or what episode covers this? Well, that's always really hard to say because after 380 something episodes, it's hard to say where you should start. But I am making this basically a starting point for you to begin a basic principle understanding of the decisions that you need to make in Google Ads and how to make those decisions properly. How to make sure that you're not making improper decisions that are outside the box of the core principles of Google Ads. And the good news is we still are going to do questions. So I'm going to still keep it topical as far as what you guys want to hear about, what questions you have. I'm still going to answer questions. I have a question from John today that I'm going to go through. Really good questions. So you can still send in your questions and I will answer them. That's still going to be part of the show, but I'm going to leave room after the questions for you to hear about the principle of Google Ads for that week. Okay, so let's hear from John, who doesn't say where he's from, but let's say John is from Indiana. He says, hi, Chris. I'm running an account at the moment advertising expensive travel because it's a big purchase. The conversion rate is low, and the client's budget of some campaigns only get one or two conversions a month. The client's okay with this because they say the impressions still generate lots of leads that Google doesn't necessarily measure. Okay, totally understandable. I have plenty of situations like that, John. My question is, how should I be optimizing these low converting campaigns? And how can I measure their success? I also have access to Google Analytics and the number of total leads. John goes on to conclude, Someone suggested micro-conversions, like visiting certain pages, clicking on certain things. And he says that this is currently the best course of action that he can think of. So, John, I think, I think this is a great question because there's a lot of mistakes that people can make, and I, I want to lay out two paths that you have forward. Path number one is, I think, don't use micro-conversions. And the other path is do use micro-conversions. I'm going to lay out what those paths look like. So basically, not using micro-conversions means that you optimize based on 
the value of the traffic, looking at the search terms, looking at other indicators in your Google Ads account, apart from conversions, that verify that this is the right kind of traffic. There will always be subtle signs down to the type of device, the time of day. There could even be audience metrics like age, gender, things like that, that you can look at. And it's usually going to coincide with the typical client that this person, this company is interacting with. And if all that makes sense, you do not need micro conversions to be tracked in Google ads. So great. You can continue with what you're doing. The alternative path of using micro conversions, I think is, is a great option. It, it, it can definitely show some initiative on your part. It certainly helps that you can show a client, look, I'm getting lots of conversions. If you can't see me, I'm doing air quotes because this is very often a very slimy thing that agencies, freelancers, Google Ads managers do in general is use these low-level micro-conversions and point the client to the fact that they're getting 30%, 40%, just amazing conversion rates. And in reality, a conversion rate of a micro-conversion is worth however many you can hold in your hand. You weigh them on a scale. How much do they weigh? They weigh nothing. They're worth nothing. They're pointless. And that's the danger that I want to get into. If you do micro conversions, I think it's great to do that. But here's the caution to be aware of when you're using micro conversions. If someone's staying on a website a certain amount of time, they have this X number of page views or they're navigating down to this point of the page or they made it to this button and they click that button you know those are micro conversions and you set them up in the same way that you set up conversions in any account but what you don't want to happen you don't want to set the benchmark too low okay if you set the benchmark so low that these micro conversions are converting at a 65% rate, a 50% rate, maybe a 30% rate, I think you've gone too far. You're probably more appropriate looking for like a 10%, 15% conversion rate so that you can get a higher benchmark level of understanding who hits that point. It should be the minority of traffic. It absolutely should not be the majority of the traffic that's converting because everyone knows you get a, you get a hundred people coming in to the site. You might have one person that makes it all the way through and converts. You might have two people. Typical conversion rates run, run about, you know, one to 5% and ranging in the 10, 15% range usually has to do with the fact that you're offering some kind of free something, you know, the, there may be very high conversion rates because the actual conversion is just a consultation to get to know you or a consultation in order to establish a price point for the, for the service. It's still not even done after that. So do not set up micro conversions in a way that would drive a huge conversion rate. Cause I think you're doing yourself disservice there you're doing the client a disservice disservice 
because microconversions can lie to you. You can end up managing for the wrong kind of visitor. So let's say that you're still measuring one or two conversions a month that are actual signups, purchases, whatever, you know, real leads for this expensive travel package that they're selling. And suddenly that gets swamped because there's 200 micro conversions and there's only one or two conversions. And how do you itemize? How do you determine which one of the search terms was the real conversion? You might miss trends. You might miss certain things because you just by default start optimizing based on interactivity and not purchases, not leads, not success points that the client cares about. Fast forward six months and suddenly they're getting lots of looky-loos. They're getting lots of people that are saying, hey, what do you, you know, I was interested in this. Can you do this instead? You know, suddenly the tone of the leads, the closing rate might start dropping because you're bringing in traffic and optimizing for traffic that does not necessarily close. So that is how you can optimize for the wrong visitor. And then last, the biggest danger point of using microconversions is paired with automated bidding. If you are using target CPA or maximize conversions, some automated bidding based on conversion volume, the system is going to be indifferent to a time on site conversion or a click on button conversion or a actual sign up purchase conversion. And that is huge. You may never see another purchase conversion come in because it suddenly starts shifting and pointing towards people that are doing interest searches, people that are doing lots of how to, what does, what is kind of searches. And now suddenly, what have you got? You got a lot of looky-loos. That's my, that's my word for someone who's just looking around, very high funnel, not necessarily interested, probably started their search with a question. What, when is, how kind of stuff. And that's going to be doing the account a disservice for sure. So good question, John. Thanks so much. If you would like to send in a question, you can do so at paidsearchpodcast.com. There's an email there you can use. You can also see all of the podcasts there that I have done, all 385 of them. Okay, real quick, if you haven't tried out Optio, optio.com slash PSP, real quick reminder, that is a wonderful software. It is managed Google Ads success through a software that saves you time. It helps you to get more done in Google Ads. It doesn't do it for you. It uses smart management techniques that are programmed in, and it tells you, hey, have you tried this? Have you tried this? You missed this. You missed that. And it could save your butt when it comes to a campaign succeeding or failing. Try it out at optio.com slash PSP. All right. So you might've noticed we're already to the to topical discussion, the main meat of the podcast. The podcast is going to be a little bit shorter with this new format. I 
notice that a lot of people, you know, don't necessarily listen to the whole show. And I think a lot of the meat of the show is in the last part. So I wanted to bring the last part forward and compact it and make it something that can easily be consumed. So that's part of the reason for the changing of the way that this is going to work with this new principles of Google ads. And we're going to get into what I consider to be the number one principle in Google ads. But let me tell you a little bit of a story. The reason I even came up with this is because I was introduced to a gentleman that wrote a, a book. It's actually a Bible commentary. And this Bible commentary, I was very intrigued by. He came by our, our church this past Sunday and, and presented this Bible commentary that, if you're familiar with the Bible, it is many, many books that are comprised into a, you know, one giant book. And there are many principles that are discussed in all of these books. And it's very hard to consume. And I, I was impressed with the idea that you would draw these principles, these ideas out of something so complicated and narrow them into something that's very consumable in kind of a hierarchy of number one, number two, number three, number four. And I thought, what a great basis to explain something complex like Google Ads. Because that is the number one problem is that people just make assumptions without the foundation of the education behind it. So that's what this section, this new area is going to be about is educating you on the why, not telling you do this, do that, but instead educating you on the the why behind it, the reasoning, the theory, the best practices, the principles of Google Ads. So we're going to jump in with the very first one. Strategic relevance. Principle number one, the principles of Google Ads, number one is strategic relevance. So what is that. So strategic relevance is making a decision at every single point of your Google ads campaign based on the relevance of what you are trying to bring from that, from that campaign, from the keywords to the ad copy, to the website that you're sending them to to the geographic settings, to the device bids, to the time of day that you're showing the ads, to the day of the week that you're showing the ads. Every single strategic change that you make should be based on relevance. What is the point of this campaign? What's the point of this keyword? Strategic relevance should be the cornerstone of every decision that you make in Google Ads. And I'm going to give specific examples of what this looks like. I, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that I'm never going to just be pie in the sky kind of big ideas. I'm going to give you specifics. And it's all going to relate to strategic relevance and this core principle. Many of the things that I'm going to talk about in the weeks and months forward on this 
are going to be based on this theory. A lot of the things are going to be assuming that you know what strategic relevance is and why this decision is being made. So while we're starting with this, let's use this opportunity to define what that is and how it looks. So strategic relevance forces you to ask questions about the why of what you're doing in Google Ads. And you always ask this question in relation to the person who clicks, the searcher. The person who is receiving the ad that you are creating is always the point of focus of this relevance. No, I don't mean the person. I mean the person's mind frame at which the click happened. Okay, and I'm going to get into to what that means, but in short, it basically means what is their need? What is their mind, mind focus at that time? And you can, you can assume quite a bit about that. So here we go. Example number one of what strategic relevance means in your Google Ads account. You might ask yourself, does the tone of the ad copy relate to the need of the searcher? Okay, so what this means is if you are advertising to someone about weight loss and the kind of searches that you're doing are something like how to lose weight or ideas to lose weight, recipes to lose weight, something like that. And your keyword, or excuse me, your, your ad copy, the tone of the ad copy is schedule an appointment. You're jumping straight into the call to action in your ad copy. It's Dr. So-and-so is a world-renowned surgeon who can do weight loss surgery. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The person just asked for healthy smoothie recipes and you want them to get weight loss surgery. I mean, come on, get, get your head out of the clouds here. I mean, this is insane because you are completely losing your relevance on what the person's looking for. So the tone of the ad copy does not relate to the need of that search. There is no relevance between a person looking for healthy recipes or, you know, Thanksgiving turkey recipes that don't include gluten. I mean, there's going to be plenty of those in this season. And this is not the time for you to lay out your strong call to action for weight loss surgery and get your price now while we have a 30% discount. You know, I mean, tone deaf to the understanding of the searcher. That's what strategic relevancy looks like. Here's another example. Does the website offer a solution to the need of the searcher? So the person's doing a search, and if they do search for how does something work, and they click, and you deliver them to, ah, schedule your appointment now, 
right? You might be offering a person who wants to figure out how to fix the little plunger on the toilet. You know, I mean, the little the little thing is kind of bouncing around. They, they can't flush the toilet appropriately. They're not able to, to to fix it themselves. So they do a search, like, how, how do I fix the plunger part? What's that called on my toilet? You know, they don't even know. It's just kind of a random, how do I fix this part? The blah, blah, blah. And they do a search and boom, schedule your appointment. They, they click on an ad that maybe it says having problems with your toilet and they click on that and then boom, schedule your appointment. Again, you've missed the boat. You are jumping from relevance of someone who's just searching for answers and forcing them down into a funnel of scheduling an appointment. Now, sometimes this can work, but you're missing a core concept of Google ads. Google wants you to provide the user a good experience. Relevancy between the person's search, what they typed, the keyword, the ad copy, and the website or the landing page is the linear path that Google wants to be very linear. If you could visualize for me a bunch of dots all over the page, that's what a non-relevant search would look like. Someone who's doing a question search, then the line juts over way down on the page into this schedule your appointment, and then it lands on a page that goes to a completely different kind of, you know, this is our process discussion. You know, this is our process as our, as our weight loss surgery system works. This is not relevance. This is not strategic relevance. So tr strategic relevance is done properly, typically at the ad group level. And if you adhere to this principle, this is what it actually looks like. Ad groups are designed to be the basis of strategic relevance. You don't build a campaign and say the theme of this campaign is this. No, the campaign houses ad groups and ad groups are the theme containers of Google ads. They are, they contain keywords, which bring in the tone of the traffic. Ad groups contain the keywords and the ad copy. Campaigns contain the ad groups. So when you are trying to create strategic relevance, your very first thing that you do in Google Ads is pick the topic or the theme of your ad group. That's what you do first. And if you follow that rule and make sure that your topic or theme of the ad group is linear from the keyword to the ad copy to the landing page, then you will have achieved strategic relevance because one ad group might be focused on how do I lose weight or what is a good recipe for this? And then you would have ad copy that would say, you know, looking for ways to lose weight. Here's, here's 10 great ideas. And then you might land on, you know, a blog article that's a very soft easy flow, you know, like, Hey, um, here, here's some, here's a great information. Here's a video, here's some content. And if you'd like, you could also sign up and, uh, you know, watch one of our seminars about living a healthier lifestyle, right? That is thematically appropriate. You have assessed the tone, the value, 
of that search. You have brought them in with ad copy that is strategically relevant to the tone of that search. You have then brought them down to a page that does not force them to now sign up and get a quote for weight loss surgery when all they want is a healthy recipe idea. You have provided them with what they're looking for. And if you can do that, if you can follow this basic principle of Google Ads, you will be rewarded in multiple ways. You will be rewarded by Google with better quality scores. You will be rewarded by the searchers clicking on your ads and doing what it is that you want them to do because they're not they're not going to feel like they're being advertised to. It'll be a very natural process. They're looking for this. Ah, I have this. That You're looking for ABC. I have ABC right here. That's what the ad says. That's what the landing page says. That's what the call to actions are all about. Strategically building your campaign based on the relevance and the need of the searcher. So that is officially chapter one. That's chapter one. That is the principle of Google Ads. Number one, I am very excited to deliver this to you. I really, I really, I was kidding. I'm not writing a book, but this is my version of a book. I've always done my teaching and explaining in a very audible way, at least with Google Ads. I don't know write very much I've never really liked doing blogs and stuff I feel like this is an easy way for busy professionals like you to consume this information so bookmark this this is the beginning of a whole new phase appreciate your feedback if you have any I am on Twitter paid search pod you can find me there paidsearchpodcast.com is the website you can reach out to me at chrisschafer.com if you'd like to engage with me in a professional environment that's where I reside otherwise thank you guys so much I am excited to begin this journey with you on the principles of Google Ads I'll catch you with principle number two next week